Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. And you're on right now with Jim Taws, broadcasting on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, and coming to you from the shores of Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast, bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Listeners, this is a big day. This is a huge day in the America First movement. Jeff Sessions is facing off against Tommy Tuberville, the former Auburn football coach and tool of the Chamber of Commerce in their open borders lobby. And, uh, and the results of this race will have huge impacts on whether or not Donald Trump wins re-election, whether or not the America First movement uh, is the animating force behind his re-election campaign. You know, I know that Donald Trump has been slamming Jeff Sessions. The man holds a grudge. There's no doubt about that. It's disgraceful, the things that Trump has said about Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions was put in an untenable position. Now, you could argue that he never should have accepted uh, the appointment uh, as the attorney general. I argued against it at the time. Jeff Sessions was far more valuable in the uh, in the U.S. Senate than he he would have been or that he was as the attorney general, but, but Jeff Sessions had no choice on whether to recuse himself. If he was going to be ethical, there was an investigation, uh, launched into the campaign. It wasn't by Jeff Sessions and Jeff Sessions was uh, one of the leading members of that campaign. It would have been unethical and, and really, um, not in keeping with Jeff Sessions uh, to uh, to try. To, it, it would have been untenable to try to uh, lead that investigation when, in fact, he'd been part of the campaign. But this uh, this election that's shaping up in Alabama, as I say, is huge. If Jeff Sessions were to lose to an open borders lobbyist in the deep red state of Alabama, that would send a message that uh, that the agenda is over with. Because Jeff Sessions was America first before Donald Trump ever declared himself America first. Jeff Sessions has been toiling in the Senate fighting these battles, a damn lonely fight in the U.S. Senate, for almost 20 years before Donald Trump ever ran for president. And I'm just having a real hard time believing that the good people of the great state of Alabama would... uh, allow themselves to be bamboozled in this, uh, this choice. 
Tommy Turboville has steadfastly refused to debate Jeff Sessions. Now, why would you do that? If you thought you were the best candidate to represent Alabama, why, why would you refuse to debate? You know, he says uh, he, he thinks that he doesn't need to because he's uh, he's polling ahead. I, I did a whole sex, uh, session yesterday on these bogus polls. But on issues of immigration and trade and uh, ec- uh, economics, Tommy Tuberville would be an absolute disaster for this nation and for the state of Alabama. I'm going to play you a clip here. This is kind of a long clip, but you need to hear it because he says it better than I can. This is Jeff Sessions um, in the lead up to this uh, runoff in the state of Alabama. Anyone can say they are for the Trump agenda, but talk is cheap. But I have fought on the great issues of our day and won. I have stood alone on facts and principles and won. Republicans in Washington are indeed too soft. Alabama must send someone to Washington who has the courage and the knowledge to get it done. We have this opportunity to turn the Trump agenda into reality, and I'm the man for that job. When no one else dared to do it, I endorsed Donald Trump. People thought I was nuts. Some of you thought I was nuts. I heard from you. And where was my opponent? The one we'll be facing in the runoff, Tommy Tuberville. When the battle was in doubt, you know where I was on the front lines. I knew that President Trump was a man of action. I knew he was strong. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. And so let me close with this. Yes, we have a runoff at the end of this month. And yes, we will campaign with vigor and strength throughout this state. And yes, anybody who wants to be a United States senator from Alabama had better understand and be ready to stand up for the interest of our people in every corner of the state. It would be nice if he knew those interests like yours truly knows them, having traveled to every county in this state for 19 years. And I will fight for Alabama every day, and we will win the Republican nomination on March 31st. I came out of the very soil of this state. I love Alabama, and I'm proud beyond words to be able to serve her citizens. I look forward to this runoff with Tommy Tuberville with great confidence. Let me say this. No one will prevail in this Senate race without being vetted. This is especially true of a tourist from Florida. (laughs) The preliminaries are over. Now we must know where our opponent stands on the key issues, like immigration, like trade, 
There are real questions on both of those. As, and as for Tommy Tuberville, where was he when President Trump needed him? What did he do for Trump? Never said a kind word about him that I can find. Never gave a single penny of his millions to the Trump campaign. So one thing is clear. There's no doubt where I stand on the issues. No doubt of my support for Donald Trump and his agenda. And before, uh, one thing I'll say. You can absolutely trust me on these issues. So thank you all for your support, encouragement, and your work. I'll ask that God bless each of you and the great United States of America. Thank you. This election in Alabama is going to be all about turnout. Uh, this is a runoff, and runoffs have historically low turnout. I believe that Jeff Sessions' uh, supporters are going to be more motivated to go to the polls than Tommy Tuberville's. Tommy Tuberville doesn't really have a message, not one at least that he can articulate to the voters of Alabama and, and hope to be elected. And, you know, you may think it's unseemly that Sessions is still supporting Donald Trump in, in spite of the fact of all the, the uh, insults that Trump has heaped on Sessions. Well, this is, uh, this is not a, an issue of two men fighting a grudge. That's, that's what happened to John McCain, why he became such a worthless rhino. It was because he took everything personally. Jeff Sessions is being the bigger man here. He knows that this is about an agenda. This is about the nation. This is about Alabama. This is about saving our country from this left-wing revolt that you see in the streets. So I know I've got a lot of listeners in Alabama. I spent a lot of time there at my granddad's farm just across the state line in Mississippi from Red Bay, Alabama. Um, my mother's family is from uh, Red Bay in that area. And uh, I'm just asking you, please, no matter what you do today, get out today and send Jeff Sessions back to the Senate where we desperately need him. i got to run out to a break. Stick with us. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months or however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Uh, Go there today and save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply. It's a great deal. You won't find a better deal anywhere on the Internet. And if you order today, not only will you save $100, but you'll get free same-day shipping. That's preparewithmojo50.com. 
So I'm going to talk a little bit about this uh, this Redskins issue. Now, you may think that this is not a big deal. You know, so what? It's a football team. Uh, you know, they can call themselves whatever they want. But this has, this has broader cultural implications because we're being snookered here. We're being told that Indians are offended, deathly offended by the term Washington Redskins. It's a total lie. They've done polling on this, 90% of American Indians support the name Washington Redskins. There's no shame in the Washington Redskins. It's one of the, uh, the football dynasties in the NFL, but these, uh, the, these social justice warriors, vast majority of them, a lunatic white people have bullied, uh, the corporations FedEx that owns the, the field where the Redskins play into uh, to boycotting the Redskins, and now all of the idiots on TV won't even say their name. And so Dan Snyder, despite the fact of having said this in 2001, has caved to the mob. Washington Redskins. Let me start that again. For one, we're, we're never going to change the name of the Washington Redskins. And I think from a bottom line perspective, uh, what it means is tradition. What it means is competitiveness. What it means is honor. It is not meant derogatory. And, and uh, I think that to take it that way is, is just to be able to get a podium and, and speak. Uh, from the standpoint of what it means to every fan, and that doesn't make a difference what, what the fan's religion, race, what, what have you, it, is, it means the same thing. It means uh, tradition. It means greatness. It means... Uh, Fighting for the Redskins, fighting for Washington D.C. <laughs> Redskins we're, we're call them. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, the Redskins call themselves Redskins. You know, I I grew up uh, going to uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, quite a bit. They refer to themselves as Redskins, the same as uh, you know the Southern whites call themselves Rednecks. They're not offended by it. But the big you know macro issue here is it's not going to stop. These people are just looking. They're scanning the horizon for something to be uh, offended by. They've identified themselves as social justice warriors. And in order to be social justice warriors and dedicate their life to that, they have to constantly be offended. So as soon as the Redskins change their name, these idiots will just move on to something else. They're already going after the Texas Rangers. You're not allowed to be uh, called the Texas Rangers. And shamefully, the airport in uh, DFW removed a statue of a Texas Ranger from its atrium because it was being attacked. So rather than uh, arresting the people that were attacking it, they just took the the uh, memorial down. But after the Texas Rangers, they're going to go for the Fighting Irish. Oh, they already have. They started that today. They'll move on to the Minneapolis Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough, the uh, they 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 may not go after the Vikings because you know that's a white um, name. But in fact, the Vikings, uh, the the real Vikings, were slave traders. For hundreds of years, they would raid the the coast in Europe and sell those slaves to the Ottoman Empire. If you're going to change the name of the Redskins. Are you going to change the name of the Cowboys too? Is that somehow an insult? Down here in Florida, these uh, these 
these leftists uh, started agitating for Florida State University to change their name from the Seminoles, and the Seminole tribe said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We're proud that the uh, the uh, Florida State football team is called the Seminoles. I've got a clip here. This is uh, of an American Indian talking about this whole issue of redskins. Plenty of people have asked me to weigh in on this issue about the Washington Redskins. Honestly, I am with a lot of Native Americans that really don't care that they are called the Redskins, the Washington Redskins. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I see it as a little insensitive. But I don't take offense to it. Personally, I think anything displaying Native American images and culture is preserving what we have fought to try to preserve. We are survivors, and those are evidence of our culture still surviving. I think if they do change their name and they still want to be affiliated with something Native American, they could be more specific than general and maybe choose a specific tribe or culture. Those are my thoughts on it. I actually think that uh, there are going to be tribes that will be lobbying the uh, the Redskins and Dan Snyder to uh, to name the team after them. That that'll really get under the skin of these uh, leftists. <laughs> I'm kind of in favor for them uh, renaming the the team the Washington Rednecks. <laughs> Just go full out uh, smartass on them. And uh, and name them the rednecks, but you you know they better take that uh, that moniker Washington off there because if these these leftists get their ways, uh, you know they're going to have to remove that name too. They're going to have to change the name of Washington D.C. and uh, and go full out lunatic. I had a uh, a poll on yesterday uh, asking what would be a better name. For the Washington Redskins, uh, the three choices in the poll were the D.C. Kneelers. That got 33%. The D.C. Swamp Rats, that only got 11%. I guess they thought that might be too uh, too accurate. And the winner of the new name for the Washington Redskins in my poll was the D.C. White Flags, because that's exactly what Dan Snyder has done. With 55% plus, the D.C. White Flags should be the new name of the Washington Redskins because they caved to this. There's not going to be any end to this. If you think that giving them, especially under the threat that, uh, that they've been put under, is going to satisfy the mob, you got another thing coming. Here's a, a clip of uh, Matt Getz, great uh, representative from the Panhandle of Florida, talking about this uh, this cultural cleansing that the left is trying to impose on the rest of us. Statues. She didn't take them that seriously. I don't know if we have any sound on that, uh, but but you're familiar with the statement she made, correct? 
They're tearing down Lincoln, Winston Churchill, and Frederick Douglass. So this isn't about slavery or fascism or even race. There is an attempted cultural genocide going on in America right now, and it calls for patriots to stand up and say, this is a great country. It is worthy of our pride and our defense. The, uh, the left wants us to be ashamed of America so that they can replace America. I love this country, and I think that we ought to do a lot more to push back against the hate that we're seeing. Well, what can... Absolutely. We've got to start defending these uh, uh, these our cultural heritage and, and start pushing back on these lunatics. They're going to complain regardless of what you do. As a matter of fact, the more you give in to them, the more they're going to complain. This is a mental illness that's been instilled in our young people. I saw it firsthand. Uh, I used to be a representative for the Atlanta firefighters, and I, I would have to go to almost all of the city council meetings. And, and every city council meeting, they would have you know, public comment. And you'd have this stream of these, um, these people that uh, still have been un- unable to let the civil rights movement uh, go, despite the fact that Atlanta had a black mayor, a black council president, a majority black council, majority black police department, majority black fire department. They couldn't let it go, and they would come up to the microphone and, and be screaming about you know all of the injustices going on in that city, and they would be calling the mayor, the black mayor, and the black police chief, and the black um, council president and members. They would be calling them racists. <laughs> they would be calling them Uncle Toms and racists and everything because once you're infected with the social justice mentality, it uh, it's debilitating and, and really takes over your life. So we've got this boycott going on. It's hilarious. Of course, uh, Ocasio Cortez and uh, and Luis Gutierrez and uh, and the uh, twin brothers um, down there in Texas, uh, uh, Joaquin Castro and and uh, his his other brother. They called for a boycott of Goya uh, Hispanic Foods because its um, its CEO Robert Unane gave a speech and uh, and praised Trump for his economic policies that have been allowing Goya to uh, to hire more Americans. That was a bad move. That was a very uh, ill considered strategy on the part of the left because. Goya makes great products, and it has brought them to the attention of a lot of people that would not have otherwise. And uh, and Trump supporters and supporters of free enterprise and uh, people against this Marxism have mobilized in a huge way to start buying Goya products. And now they can't keep them on the shelves. But this is not the first time that uh, that Goya and their CEO have uh, taken a brave stand. It was just back in 2017 that the New York City Puerto Rican Day Parade decided to honor the uh, FALN terrorists, specifically Oscar Lopez Rivera, which uh, I think he was he was um, he was pardoned by either Bill Clinton or or Barack Obama. But uh, in response to that, Goya Foods withdrew its sponsorship of the event, which caused other 
companies like JetBlue and AT&T and Corona Beer and the New York Yankees and Coca-Cola and even Univision to also pull out. How much we've changed in such a short period of time. Now those all of those companies that I just named are all on board the leftist agenda and they are in fact throwing hundreds of millions of dollars at this Marxist Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, man, oh, man. When we come back from the break, we're going to take a look at law enforcement in this country. We're going to look at this summer of hate that the left has uh, unleashed just ahead of this election and, and, and ask the question, is it going to work? Is it going to suppress Republican votes and, uh, and turn out Democrats? We'll take a look at uh, another sports league, the NBA, the outrages that they're putting together. And we'll talk about school reopenings. That's a big issue. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Biden has yet to support the police, yet to weigh in on where the schools should reopen. We'll be back right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score reports 2H 2020 of four mobile networks. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Coming to you on the Mojo 50 Radio Network and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. You know, I if the Democrats win this election in November, I'm going to re- have to reevaluate my whole worldview. I, I don't believe that they can destroy law enforcement in this country, keep everybody locked in their houses, keep the schools closed, destroy the economy, and hope to win a presidential election. I could be wrong. I, I may have become a dinosaur and just become, you know, uh, living in a uh, bubble myself, but I don't think so. You know, I called the, the Trump election from the very beginning. I told everybody that would listen, all of my, uh, my union friends, that uh, the president was going to win because the, the nation was so hungry for someone to stand up for workers and for Americans and that they were going to jump on this opportunity. I was right. They were wrong. I guess I could be mistaken. Let me know what you think. Do you think that uh, these polls are accurate? Do you think that Joe Biden sitting in his basement refusing to comment on the lawlessness that we see in our streets stands a chance of becoming president of the United States? Shoot me an email and let me know what you think. Right now, Jim Dawes at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter and let me know there. Better yet, call the vent line. 
And let me know your thoughts on that. That number is 772-245-0750. We have seen an utter collapse of law enforcement after years of law enforcement making great strides and driving down the, the murder and violent crime rates. Now we have fully enacted the Marxist agenda of Black Lives Matter in major cities across this country, including my hometown of Atlanta, in Minneapolis, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, and most especially in New York City. It took 16 years, 16 hard-fought years for the New York City Police Department to recover from Democrat-led administrations under David Dinkins. When Rudy Giuliani came into office, New York City had become all but unlivable, except for in the, you know, the, the upscale areas, the Upper West Side and uh, in some neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn and uh, in Staten Island, which, uh, you know, protected by waterway. But in just two years now, the Marxist Bill de Blasio has wrecked it all. And all of this was perfectly predicted and was in fact predicted by law enforcement professionals and and Rudy Giuliani himself. When the Democrats in New York City and uh, in, in the state of New York enacted this bail reform that just turned the criminal justice system into a turnstile for criminals, they said that this was going to cause a huge spike in crime. When they decided that uh, Rikers, you know, prison had to be emptied and, and uh, tore down, they said that that was going to be a disaster. When they uh, they instituted these rules that allowed police to be <clears throat> attacked, you know, water dumped on them, cursed. They said that that would demoralize the police make them afraid to get out of their cars. And now we've gone full out lunatic with this defund the police movement and Bill de Blasio, like other mayors across this country, are reducing the police budget. They took $1 billion, a full almost 20% out of the New York City Police Department budget. Anybody that knows anything about municipal finance knows that the vast, vast majority of any department's budget goes for salaries. If you reduce a a department like New York Police Department by 20%, they've only got one place to take that money. They're going to have to reduce the uh, the staffing. We used to call it manpower. And, uh, And they're doing that. They're doing it through attrition. These demoralized police officers that uh, have had the administration turn their back on them are retiring in droves. They can't get to the retirement office in time. The retirement office has had to uh, start rationing retirements. And for his part, Bill de Blasio has frozen hiring at the, uh, at the police department to keep them from replacing those officers. And I don't blame them. I mean, one of the things you have to commit yourself to when you're a, a public safety officer in a big city like I was, is you 
have to commit yourself independent of the administration because it, administrations come and go and you're not there to serve the administration. You're there to serve the city. And it's probably easy for the New York city police department to come to the conclusion. Like the people don't care for them. One for having elected this obvious idiot to be mayor. And two, because you know, they're confronted in the streets with the, the criminal element so much, it's probably easy for them to convince themselves that they represent the city, but they don't by and large, New York city, like all cities are law abiding people who want safe streets, safe neighborhoods. They don't want their kids to be, um, recruited into the drug culture or drug dealing when they're outside. They don't want to be subject to assaults when they're going to work. I think this is going to have a huge backlash in these Democrat cities. I fully expect that when Bill de Blasio, otherwise known as Warren Wilhelm is up for reelection in 2021, that he'll be defeated by a Republican. All we need is some strong law and order politician to take up that a slot on the ticket and he'll, they'll turn Bill de Blasio out in a heartbeat. If they don't, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. AOC, uh, you know, won her primary by 70%, despite the fact of saying things like this when commenting on the uptick in crime, she calls it an uptick in crime. It is, an absolute spike. Murders have more than doubled in New York City. They're up 130%. Here's AOC explaining all of this to us. So why is this uptick in crime happening? Well, let's think about it. Do we think this has to do with the fact that there's record unemployment in the United States right now? The fact that people are at a level of economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession. Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. It's the old wonder bread argument. They're just stealing bread. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought all of these videos we're seeing of of murderers on the streets of New York City and businesses being looted and, and burned to the ground. I guess that's just brought, brought on by the people not being able to pay their rent. You know, these. Uh, it, it was on the same day she said that, that a one-year-old child was shot and killed in New York. And there's a, a video on YouTube that that shows the the lunatic criminal element a, a father is walking his child little girl across a crosswalk and a car pulls up beside him the guy unrolls the window he's about 20 feet away and shoots the father now that child could have very well been uh, been killed in that assault because these criminals are idiots. They hold their gun sideways and really don't have any uh, any skills. 
but it's happening across the country. The the Black Lives Matter movement is totally unconcerned with these these black children and babies being killed. They're too busy grinding their axe against the police. I've got a co- uh, clip here from Rudy Giuliani, who it just really must hurt him to his core to see Bill de Blasio uh, throw away all the work that he did uh, for so many years. Being here, how does de Blasio get away with blaming this on the coronavirus <laughs> when we know... That's uh, Maria Bartiromo. Know ...that the entire bail reform was changed, and you've got criminals being processed and then sent back on the streets. Isn't that part of it? Well, I know coronavirus is a very dangerous virus, but I never heard it committed to uh, homicide. It doesn't shoot a gun. Those 8,000 people he released from jail and the 10 or 12,000 that were put back out on the street, unprecedented. Never happened before in New York City. Maybe the reason he took, well, he's basically taken what was given to him to save his large city in America. And now we're challenging Chicago as a killing field. It's a tragedy. The man is a disgrace. And the governor is way past the time he should have removed him. I mean, this, this is not, this is not um, even debatable any longer. People are dying because of his incompetence. Um, we, well, he says it's incompetence. I don't think it's incompetence. It can't be incompetence. You can't have this going on in city after city and just arrive at the conclusion that these Democrats are incompetent. No, this is their agenda. And I think there's an ethnic cleansing element to this. They want to drive law-abiding citizens and, and citizens who want to uh, to build out of these big cities and turn them into, uh, excuse the term, shitholes, where their uh, their leftist constituencies can uh, can live. Go back to we can go back to the coronavirus where he made absurd decisions. We could talk about this, which he's been eroding the police department for years. And now he's did away with the three most important things that that reduce crime for me and then eventually for Bloomberg. One one basically the Comstat program has been gutted by the way he treats commanders. Doesn't listen to them. number two. He has uh, done away with the broken windows theory, which he thought he was smart enough you know, smarter than Wilson and Kelling and the thousands of places that have used it to reduce crime. And- <laughs> Enforcing laws to drive down crime, not just some laws, all laws. If the law is on the books, then you enforce it. That way, the, the people that are inclined to escalate in their law breaking are, are, are uh, caught early on and removed before they can... Uh, be to the point where they're shooting people down while they're walking their child across a crosswalk. And he wasn't. And, and number three, uh, he's, he's uh, completely lost the, the confidence of the police. They don't trust him. So police officers, and I'm not saying they do this, but I'm going to guess that maybe they do. They delay a little longer going to difficult scenes because they don't want to get in the middle of a problem because he's going he's to kill them. I mean, he's going to take their job away and try to yeah. put them in jail. That's absolutely what's going on. It's called the Ferguson effect. We saw it after Ferguson, Missouri, and the dishonest media coverage of there, of what of those riots that went on there. And uh, Bill De Blasio's uh, solution to all this is to paint a Black Lives Matter so-called mural. It's not a mural. They call these street letterings that have no place on on streets. 
a mural. It, in fact, is endangering public safety because it's interrupting the uh, the actual legitimate markings on the streets. If uh, if somebody gets killed in one of these uh, these huge signs, I guess you would call it, they've got a pretty good case to sue the city. The taxpayers, of course, have to pay it. But that's that's Bill de Blasio's solution. We'll we'll, uh, we'll paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower. Don't want to talk about the poor one-year-old who had her life snuffed out because of his agenda. We've got a, a summer of hate going on right up leading up to this election. They're attacking churches over the weekend. Five attacks on U.S. churches. A church in California burned to the ground. The Virgin Mary in Boston and uh, in New York set a fire. It is, uh, I don't believe, I don't believe the voters are going to buy into this. I don't believe these polls. We've got to run it out to break. Stick with us. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee to the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. You've said the world has gone crazy. I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. You know that uh, that big sign that they put in front of Trump Tower? Somebody uh, splattered red paint on it yesterday, and Bill de Blasio jumped to his Twitter account to announce that the New York City Department of Transportation was going to be fixing it, while at the same time not saying anything about the uh, the rampant murders that are going on in his city. But it kind of gave me an idea. You know, uh, everybody's afraid to go out there and uh, and paint over that sign of that Marxist organization because they know the Bill de Blasio will have them arrested and then they'll be prosecuted by one of these George Soros-funded left-wing district attorneys, Cyrus Vance in this case. But you know, they, uh, they make drones that will spray paint now that you can operate remotely. And I would just love to see uh, one of these drones. They'd have to do it in the middle of the night. Just uh, go out there and paint over that that sign, that Marxist sign on Fifth Avenue there in New York. On yesterday's show, I, I told you the story of Blake Neff, who was the lead writer for the Tucker Carlson show, who, who uh, was caught posting... Shit posting is what they call it uh, on uh, some bulletin board. He was making things that uh, that were mildly racist, uh, offense, racially offensive, and and uh, snarky. 
And of course, he had to resign as Tucker Carlson's head writer uh, because Fox, you know, always caves unless, you know, there's big money behind it. And I wondered if Tucker Carlson was going to, uh, to mention it on his show. And of course, last night he did. He, he um, pointed out that, you know, the writer had made some poor choices and that uh, he had to resign in order to protect the show. And then he, uh, he said something that I thought was uh, long overdue, and that is he pointed out the hypocrisy over at CNN and MSNBC who regularly say more hateful things on their air than this guy Blake Neff posted on these, uh, these, uh, this anonymous bulletin board. I'm not going to uh, play you examples, but you remember when Rick Wilson and uh, Wajat Hali uh, were on with Don Lemon calling, uh, calling Donald Trump supporters uneducated and a bunch of rubes and idiots that couldn't spell. Southerners are, uh, if anything, uh, you know, more educated than uh, most other areas. But on uh, Tucker's show, he, whenever he gets into these controversies, he ends up um, taking a long planned vacation. So he came back Monday, and then he tells us that he's uh, going to be out the rest of the week for a long planned trout fishing trip. So, if you were going on a trout fishing trip, why would you stay for the Monday broadcast? You would take a a nine day vacation. No, he was he was forced to take a vacation by Fox News. It's probably going to be an unpaid vacation. At some point, Fox News is going to pull the rug out from under Tucker Carlson. I expect it's going to be in the run up to the election. And I hope One America News is uh, is raising money so that they can put Tucker right back on their air. That would be a huge boon to them. I was amazed, amazed that the One American News didn't pick up Trish Regan and give her her own show on that network because she could have brought a lot of eyeballs with her. Well, the Democrats are absolutely determined to reinstate these lockdowns, and uh, they're determined that your kid is not going to be allowed to go to back to school until after the election because they want to use that uh, as a a, a a club to beat Donald Trump with. We've had a lot of coverage here about whether or not it's safe to go back to school. We know that uh, school children, especially K through 12, don't even by and large gain enough of a viral load to become contagious. They never close the schools in Northern Europe and the Scandinavian countries. And they, uh, they have, science to show that these kids did not spread the virus. But now after being lectured, you know, that we have to pay attention to Dr. Fauci and the science. Same people are telling us we have to ignore the science and CNN is doing their best to whip up as much panic as they can over this topic and say that the president's calls for kids uh, to go back to school is, uh, is somehow dangerous. It's going to kill you. 
Out front now, the president of the National Education Association, Lily Askelson Garcia. Uh, it is the nation's largest teachers and labor union with more than three million members. And of course, I should note uh, the union has endorsed Joe Biden for president. I really appreciate your time, Lily. So President Trump says he wants schools to be reopened. I know you've said plans to reopen schools right now. Your words are, quote, an emergency, an all-hands-on-deck situation. You've used the word panicked and worried to describe teachers. You've said parents should also be panicked. I am a parent. I am panicked. I want my kids back in school. What's going to happen? I'm not even going to listen to this idiot. I'll tell you what she's going to say. She's going to say that the teachers uh, can't teach in the schools because, uh, you know, it's a deathly threat. She's going to say at the same time that in order to return to schools, uh, the federal government's got to agree to reinstitute or to, uh, to enact, I should say, the leftist agenda. They want uh, they want charter schools banned before they will go back to work. They want police defunded before they will go back to work, and uh, and a whole host of this other left wing agenda. So they're now holding your children hostage before they're allowed to return to work, and you know the. the Police officers, firefighters, nurses, grocery store workers have been working all the way through this pandemic. Considered essential workers, but the teachers unions don't consider themselves essential and think that by exposing themselves to children who almost never become contagious... They're actually much more susceptible to the seasonal flu, which kills children at a far, far higher rate. They won't go back to work unless uh, the government agrees to institute their left-wing agenda. There was a group of pediatricians that uh, snuck through on the air over at at the NBC network and said something that I'm sure that the host did not expect to hear. Would you let your kids go back to school? I will. My kids are looking forward to it. Yes. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as I can. (laughs) Without a hesitation. Without a hesitation, yes. I have no concerns about sending my child to school in the fall. I would let my kids go back to school. Dr. John Torres, NBC News. They all said yes. <laughs> yeah, they all said yes. This is a group of pediatricians. They know the science. They know that uh, children aren't catching the coronavirus, and uh, even if they do, it's just to get uh, to to build this herd immunity, and that they never develop enough of a viral load to become contagious. I say no taxation without education. If these teachers and their union representatives don't want to go back to work, then we need to stop paying them. We now have the science. Children are not a source of the spread of this virus. So I bet you if you start furloughing these teachers and stop paying them, they'll change their mind and probably change their union representation pretty darn quickly. On yesterday's show, I told you the story of Jessica Whitaker, 
a young white mother in Indianapolis who was murdered by Black Lives Matter sociopaths for daring to say that all lives matter. Well, now that uh, that same girl um, is being attacked online by these leftists saying that she deserved it. Local and national media have had zero interest, including Fox News, of the murder of Jessica Whitaker. But on social media, it uh, is creating quite a buzz. And for people that are pointing out that, uh, you know, this is a, a tragedy that's being ignored, Black Lives Matter has been raiding the Facebook page of Jessica Whitaker. And the the overtly racist and hateful posts that are being put there are sickening. One user named Eric Albany wrote, Racist Rachel is pushing up daisies and the streets are a little safer. Yes. It was, it was, uh, why are they calling her Rachel? It was Jessica who was the, the threat to public safety. Another one of these thugs, these BLM thugs, wrote that can't feel bad when you used a racial slur and acted a effing fool. It has not been alleged that anyone Whitaker was with is the one who said it. So that uh, that person is saying that uh, Jessica got what she was she deserved. A particularly vile po- uh, post said, quoted Whitaker's mother, Arlena Dotty, Ar- Arlena Dotty who told a local TV station, I just want people who are responsible to be held accountable. This, uh, this person responded, I've got some bad news for you, Arlene. You are the one responsible for raising your daughter to be a racist. Saying all lives matter now is racist. They call anybody who they disagree with a racist. That is their go-to move. New York City has apologized for um, something that they posted online saying white lives matter too. They've, They've determined that that was racist and had to be apologized for. So we're going to continue through this summer of hate. I hope you stay safe and I hope you and your family can get through it. And I hope you come out big time in November to reject all of this. Alabama, vote for Jeff Sessions. That's all for today's show. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva Paper Towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. 
And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.